everybody. Welcome back to another Climb in the Pocket Fantasy. I'm your host, Miles Gorham. You can find me on Twitter at milesgorham 85 uh, I'm joined by co-host Flip Mozzie. Flip, how you doing? I'm doing great watching this Giants-Patriots game. A lot of scoring in it, so but things are good here in L.A. That's good. And we have a guest, our first our first guest on Climb in the Pocket Fantasy. So, uh, Matt, why don't you introduce yourself? I know you've been, Matt's a, a friend of the, the Climb in the Pocket podcast, but I don't, he's never been on the, the Fantasy Pod. So why don't you introduce yourself? Well, what up? My name's Matt. Uh, I'm excited to, to ch- chat some fantasy with you guys tonight instead of just doing some articles on, on the website. So I'm excited to get going. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, so for today's episode, we're going to be talking buy, hold, or sell. And we're going to take you through a few names from each position. And we want to kind of dive deep a little bit into each guy and uh, kind of get everybody's thoughts on, on what, they, what they do with each guy. So uh, should we kind of jump into it, Flip? Or do you guys have anything you want to discuss before? I say we just jump right into it. Get the takes out. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I can start it off. We'll start with quarterbacks. I think a, an obvious one, at least I, th- I think is pretty obvious, is uh, Lamar Jackson. I know he he came out like gangbusters to start the season. The first couple of weeks, he he put up monster points, and I think people were like were really happy about it. Which I would totally understand. He's a guy that, and that was all through the air. So you're like, oh, he hasn't even started to run the ball yet. So Lamar Jackson was very hot to start the season. Um, but for me, I'm at the point you see you've seen him against some good defenses and and kind of put things together through five games, and I'm kind of at the point where. Depending on your quarterback situation, if it's a one QB or two QB or super flex type of league, um, but in a one QB league, I'm probably selling at this point. I believe his uh, ability to run the ball kind of gives him a really safe floor. But just against some of the defenses that they're they're up against, and uh, and what I believe he might be able to do, I I think you might be able to find some better options out there. So if you can get some value for him, um, I don't even like if you could find a starting running back or a starting quality flex option for Lamar Jackson and then you can stream a, a quarterback somewhere I think I'd be willing to do that I don't know what do you guys think I can't believe we're going to disagree on the first one I love it but so, that's you and me I just we love Lamar Jackson the guy threw three interceptions against Pittsburgh you can't project that to happen every game he still had 230 all-purpose yards in that game he had 70 rushing yards on 14 carries so if Lamar keeps up that rushing production and just cuts back on turnovers a little bit, he's still that top that top ten quarterback. So I'm looking for somebody who's desperate, you know, who who's who's yeah. quitting on Lamar, and I'm <laughs> going to that guy. I'm trying to buy him at at a low Definitely. point in the season. Yeah, no, right. And and for me, I think it's really about the the format of your league. I mean, to me, in a one QB league, I don't I don't value quarterbacks as highly as. I would obviously in a in a two QB or a, a super flex league where you're playing multiple quarterbacks, but I believe depending on what your format is and what's available out there, I mean, you can get a, a running back two or a wide receiver two, wide receiver three for Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. So that's that's kind of where I, I sit. I'm not saying go give him away for nothing, but if you can get some value for him, I'm always all about getting value for a quarterback. For a position player in fantasy, Miles is making me look at my team again. I got Lamar Jackson in a, I got Lamar Jackson in a one quarterback league. I'm starting him over Matt Ryan, and damn man, tough tough start. What do you think, Matt? Well, I, I think I kind of agree. If you can 
if you can get another player in there for Lamar Jackson, he's kind of a high risk, high reward quarterback. You know, there are games even last year where he'll throw like three or four interceptions in a game. And uh, obviously the potential he has on the run is a, is a big one. But like Miles said, if you can get somebody to help fill a void on your team, especially in a one quarterback league, I definitely think I would probably try and sell. All right. Well, I'm not sure I like this, this three host system where I just lose the first (laughs) vote two to one, but okay. Lamar Jackson is a sell. Let's go to the next one. I actually had Kyler Murray. That's a guy that I put out there as someone that I actually would probably buy. You know, he's averaging about 40 pass attempts per game. And he's also running the ball, you know, five or six times a game. And the Cardinals are down fairly often. So I think you're going to get a lot of chances for him to rack up yards, rack up some touchdowns. And obviously you have to put up with some of the rookie mistakes that he he makes. But I do think that he's someone that I would probably try and target coming up here. I'm actually, I'm probably going to have to agree with that. I think because of like where Lamar Jackson, they're more of a run heavy team. They want to be balanced. They want They want to be a team that slows the clock down and they're not going to run as many plays as the, as a team like the Cardinals want to run. You want volume. And if, if, and from your quarterback and Kyler Murray is going to give you that volume, he's going to throw the ball a lot. Like Matt said, but he is also starting to pick up some of his rushing attempts. I think what he has a couple of rushing touchdowns this season already. So I think you, you add that into it as well on top of, throwing the ball 40 plus times a game um, on top of rushing. I think that's kind of a really good opportunity to kind of buy a guy like Kyler Murray if you can get him for a a fair price. Yeah, I agree with y'all on Kyler. The volume speaks for itself, like both y'all said. Uh, He's going up against Atlanta this week, and then he gets the New York Giants next. Those are two really bad fantasy defenses against the past. So... You know, two games might not be enough for some people to go get a guy, but if you have him, you definitely hold him. And I can see his value increasing in the future. So he's a buy. Agreed. Kind of surprised you agree with that after what we just talked about with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I like the volume. I like the running. And, you no, know, the, the interceptions will come and go. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, how about uh, the next name? Uh, next name we got here is Baker Mayfield. I hate to break it to y'all, but he just seems like a hard sell for me. But are you get? Well, can you get him for anything anymore? No, you got to sell him for peanuts, man. I mean, maybe I guess it's not buy, hold, sell, cut, but (laughs) I I just don't understand what the ceiling is at this point. He's got average passing stats. He's heavily based on volume, and they tend to go to Nick Chubb sometimes. Just lean on that run game. Apparently, you know, Mr. Mobile Mayfield, he's got zero yards rushing this year. Zero. And look at the schedule he's got. He's got Seattle. Then he's on a bye week. Then the schedule goes at New England, at Denver versus Pittsburgh. That's a mess for a quarterback who's not playing that well. So I can't believe we're at a point where Baker Mayfield's dropped this low in the fantasy quarterback rankings. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I mean, what we've seen so far this season, he's a, yeah, if we were doing a buy, sell, hold, cut, he'd definitely be in that cut range for me. I mean, you could find other better quarterbacks that are in fantasy football right now. So I'm definitely, if you can get anything for him, sell him. Otherwise, I mean, cut bait at this point. Matt, what do you think? I think I'd just 
be like actively trying to shop him at this point and just seeing if someone bites on his name and maybe they haven't paid attention to how bad he's been playing this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the leagues that those are the fantasy leagues you want to be in with the guys that Oh, I love Baker Mayfield. Nate. It's like you don't <laughs> exactly. You, you don't need ten suckers. You just need one. You just need one dude. You just need a guy like you need a guy like Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's great. <laughs> I think well, I think we're all in agreement just based off of what uh, Baker's done this season. So I think uh, we can kind of move on because it's an obvious one. This last one though, this last quarterback name, I think it's kind of up in the air just because of his his name, um, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I put this name down because we haven't seen him put up gaudy numbers like what we used to see in the past. Um, obviously, Devontae Adams is hurt right now, so I've, that obviously doesn't help. But even against the um, the Cowboys last week, he played like pretty decent, but all their touchdowns were Aaron Jones on the ground. So it's kind of hard to, to kind of re- rely on Rodgers to be a top quarterback right now when he's not putting up the, the gaudy numbers or even the touchdowns that you would expect. So... I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm probably going to hold him, but I'm kind of weary about it. What do you guys think? Uh, I actually am going to disagree with you on that. I would maybe buy Rodgers if you could, um, especially coming off such a low performance last week against Dallas. It's a new offensive system for them. It's taken a few weeks to kind of get it together. But I think down the stretch, you could see Rodgers start to put up some of those big numbers that we have seen in the past. So I actually I would try and buy low on him. That's a that's a fair take. I'm I'm definitely I, I can agree with that. I can I can get on board with that. Flip anything? Wait, so I I get to be the deciding boat on Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> yep. Yeah you do. Sell that guy. Get him off your team. <laughs> get him you but now, but why? You don't wanna watch that guy on Sunday. You don't wanna root for that guy. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Get him off your team. We're not Vikings fans at all, so No. Um no I <laughs> I mean, I really do think you can make a case for all three for Rodgers, but to me, I'm kind of in agreement with Matt. Like, if I'm not holding him, then I'd probably try to buy him. All right. Well, sweet. Let's let's move on to the running back stage then, the running back groups, because there are a few names here that I think you got some big names here, guys that have kind of underperformed. But uh, to start, let's go with uh, let's go with Devontae Freeman for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm honestly, I don't. I'm I'm kind of perplexed on this one because I'm. I don't know. Like, I think I want to hold him just because I believe, especially in, in fantasy football right now, starting running backs are really hard to come by. His volume on the ground, is his output on the ground hasn't been that great, but he's starting to pick it up in the pass game a little bit. So at least you get you get a better baseline for, um, especially in PPR, half PPR leagues, you're getting some of that those opportunities to help keep his uh, fantasy numbers up. Um, unless, to me, unless you're getting like a, a really high-end number, a uh, high-end player back, or not high-end, but like, a higher contributing player, um, I'd have a hard time wanting to kind of sell Devontae Freeman right now. I think I would agree with that. It's, you don't really know what Atlanta's offense is going to do um, or, right. or how they're going to do. But I do think that, I mean, if they have a lead in any game or if they're even close, they're going to use Devontae Freeman. <laughs> that's an if. That's a big if because that defense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but no, no, for sure. I'm, I'm kind of in that same. I'm in that same range, too. We're three for three. We agree. You'll, you you know, what? I'll uh, I'll, I'll give away my take on the next gate next guy, but I love receiving backs on bad NFL teams. It, I they're just a dream for fantasy because these teams they come out, they try to run the ball to you know do a ball control scheme, 
And then when that all falls apart, they still got the running back in there and they're throwing to him like eight times a game. So I think Devonta Freeman, obviously he's been a little bit of a disappointment, but with that receiving impact, he'll have a floor that makes him sustainable long-term. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys on that. Well, Flip, why don't you segue us into the next name then? So the next guy of the similar strain I've got here is Le'Veon Bell. And he's probably the poster child for what I was just talking about, especially with Luke Falk playing at quarterback for the Jets. You know, Sam Darnold's coming back. But the volume that Le'Veon's seen is just, it makes him a, a formidable fantasy guy. I wouldn't say formidable. It makes him a solid fantasy guy on a bad offense, maybe the only person on the Jets offense worth owning. So I think people are down on the Jets in general. I would say, you know, go out, see if you can get Le'Veon Bell by low on him because they're going to load, they're going to load up on him. Maybe they're still trying to hide Sam Darnold. Yeah, I I kind of agree with that. I'm I'm definitely trying to buy Le'Veon Bell right now. I think uh, if you can get a starting running back, a guy that's going to see volume the way Bell does, even when they're losing because he's so good in the pass game, to me, you you want to you want those guys on your team because in fantasy, you don't you don't care about who wins or loses. You care you care about who puts up the numbers. And if the Jets are always losing, they're going to keep throwing the ball. They're going to keep and a guy like Le'Veon Bell is always going to be on the field because of that. So he's not the type of guy that you take out on third downs or in passing situations. He's the kind of guy you want. In the, he's on he's on the field all the time, so that's a that's a perfect buy low candidate right now with a with the struggling offense the w- with the way the Jets are playing. Yeah, I'm trying anything I can to get Le'Veon Bell on my team if it's just a standard PPR league and redraft format. He's got a couple tough games coming up, but he's averaging like 26 touches a game, and in the future he's got Jacksonville, Miami, Washington, and the Giants all in back to back weeks. So. He's about to to blow up on somebody's team, and I want it to be mine if I can get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I think we're all we're all in agreement there. What's what's the next name, Matt? Oh, we got Todd Gurley, and uh, I threw that one out there, and I'm selling him if I can. And it's a similar thing like Baker Mayfield. Maybe you can get someone to bite on his name. It's not that he's put up a bad year, but he doesn't look as explosive to me. And I think his fantasy value is kind of being held up by touchdowns that aren't necessarily sustainable. And then all you always have his injury issues that concern me. Um, I think he's even questionable for this week. So if I can, I'm I'm looking to try and sell him right now. Yeah, I, I'm to, I'm in agreement there. You watched I've watched a couple of the Rams games this year, and they they even know that he's he's injury prone. So that or not even injury prone, but that he could. He could get hurt at any moment. So you can see in the offense the way they've, they've had to adjust. They don't run him the way they used to. He doesn't see the, the amount of targets, the amount of rushing attempts that he used to, um, even just last season. And that's really hurt his fantasy, stat, um, his, his fantasy stats. And uh, he's, the, he's the kind of guy that if he's on your team, if you can get a better, if you can get a, an upgrade package, Todd Gurley with somebody else to get upgrade at running back that's probably something i'd be looking to do i think that's all fair i don't really feel any type of way about todd Gurley. you know if you drafted him we knew these issues with him existed before the season began so if you took him in your fantasy draft hopefully you didn't have to spend a high amount of draft capital to get him and that might let you use him as a rb2 or as an rb3 
and just limp along with that guy. So I, I think, yeah, Todd Gurley is, I agree with you on his value right now. Definitely. So we got one more name on the running back list. Who put up Matt Breida? I think I'm selling Matt Breida. He had that monster game, two touchdowns in that game. And, you know, on Monday Night Football, that's the highlight game that, you know, all those other fantasy owners are watching. And some are okay with the timeshare between him and Tevin Coleman now, but I am not. I mean, those two touchdowns came on 14 touches, and that's that's rich. You compare that to my boy Lamar Jackson. He had 14 carries in the game against Pittsburgh and all those other passing yards. So I just don't see a long-term plan for Matt Breena to consistently produce fantasy value. And so I'm trying to sell him after that monster game. Yeah, I totally I totally agree. I think I actually put him on the list and then deleted him for a second, but then Flip just <laughs> added him right back. So yeah, I definitely agree. I don't want anything to do with that timeshare. I think last week is, a, is an awesome week to try and sell him high because, I mean, he put up gaudy numbers on Monday Night Football and everyone was watching. So uh, yeah, if you good. can get somebody to trade for him, you should take whatever you can get because – I don't think that'll happen again. I love it when Matt and I agree. I love it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm taking whatever I can get for him because I do believe that there's there's obvious fantasy value there standalone. Even when even with Tevin Coleman back, he's going to see in a in a Kyle Shanahan offense, they're going to run the ball. He's involved in the pass game. We saw that with the uh, the receiving touchdown he saw. He got on Monday as well as his rushing touchdown. So he's he's got a role on an offense that that wants to run the ball. And at least with that, to me, I think the, the buy, the, the sell high window is definitely right now. But if you can't, if you, I, I wouldn't just give him away. So to me, unless I'm getting something that I'm like blown away by, or um, ama- like that's definitely an upgrade or a need for my team. I'm probably, just, I'm holding him to be honest, because I, I do believe good running backs are hard to come by right now. And it, he, you didn't draft or, or even pick up Matt Breida to be a, I would hope, to be your top or top one or two running backs on your team. You probably picked him up as more of like a, a flex option, I would assume. Um, so at least at that point, he's a definitely a viable flex option. So unless you're getting like a clear upgrade to me, I'm, I'm probably holding at this point. If you can't get a, a blown, you can't get blown away in an offer. Well, with that, um, let's move on to, to wide receivers. The first name I put down, um, and we can kind of breeze through these a little bit more just because they're a little, there's a few more names, but, Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, I'm not going to lie. He was one of the guys that I was really high on going into the season. Um, no more Antonio Brown, Big Ben. We know Big Ben likes to throw the ball around the yard, and we know that Big Ben likes to feed his favorite receivers, and that was going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. And then all of a sudden, Big Ben gets hurt. Uh, Juju gets banged up with a toe injury. They're basically a revolving door at quarterback right now with Rudolph possibly being out with that major, con- that bad concussion he got last week. So for me, with Juju, if I can, the, it's really tough though because the, at least, you know, I own Juju in one of my leagues and I, I can tell you, uh, I've been trying to shop him and, and a lot of people, they've, <laughs> they don't want a lot to do with him because of the revolving door at quarterback. And I understand it. But if you can, if you can sell him, um, I would probably sell him at this point. Uh, what do you guys think? It's the uncertainty at quarterback that's that's the big thing. I think if Mason Rudolph was healthy, I think he'd still stand a decent chance just because he's going to get a lot of targets. 
But now with their third string, I don't even know what his name is. And I don't know when Mason Rudolph is going to come back after that scary injury he took. I think I'm in agreement that I'm going to try and sell Juju because he's just he hasn't produced like any of us thought he would this year. Yeah, like he had a good a good fantasy output last week. I think it was seven or eight catches for, you know, 80 something yards and a touchdown, which is like those are good numbers. Those are, you know, good fantasy numbers. So if you can try to sell high right now on on even just a you know some of those people that love to just look at oh what did the guy do last week what did the stats look like they don't even care about the the team they just care about the stats sometimes you can get away with selling those kind of guys yeah i agree hold hold and hope at best with juju i i can't imagine he continues to produce like he has i maybe you just i don't i don't know when's rudolph coming back that's the question, and you don't want to be asking yourself that question every week. Definitely. Yep, I agree. Well, what's the, ne- what's the next name? It looks like it's Brandon Cooks. I put that one up, but I'll let somebody else take that one. <laughs> Flip, what do you think about Brandon Cooks I, right I'm now? I'm shocked, man. Out, we out talked about the Rams wide receivers a couple weeks ago, and the second Cooper Cup came back, you know, he took over as the, the best wide receiver on that team, and Brandon Cooks disappeared just shocked to see him as a wide receiver three so quickly after having some really good games early in the year. If you're a fantasy over of cooks, you're just shocked by that. And Gerald Everett, their tight end is tapping into those golf targets now too. So Brandon cooks is a sell for me. Hopefully get out quick before, you know, his value decreases even further. Matt, what are you thinking? Well, the thing with Brandon cooks is he's got big playability, but they're always looking towards Robert Woods or Cooper Cup and now, like Flip said, Everett, the tight end. And so you're really only getting cooks when he's getting deep shots downfield. So if you want to throw him in at your flex to see if maybe you know he gets a, a deep touchdown, you could probably do that. But I, I do think that I'd probably try and sell him as well. And just kind of when you're trying to sell him, just mention that he's in the Rams' high-powered offense. So he could hopefully get some points for you, but I probably wouldn't have anything to do with him if I had a choice. <laughs> I think I'm going to, I'm on the opposite end with you guys. I mean, four straight years, Brandon Cooks has had over a thousand yards receiving. Um, obviously it's been a slow start to the season. I kind of, we'll talk about this guy later in the, in the show, but um, I kind of liken him to uh, Stefan Diggs and the fact that I think it's just more about opportunity than it is ability, which we know in an offense that has a lot of weapons and, for me, if I can, I'm probably going to buy low on Brandon Cooks right now. He's hurt uh, in the numbers with a concussion, but the num- and the numbers haven't quite been there. So I, you, you might be able to get a frustrated owner that's willing to basically give up anything to get Brandon Cooks off their team. I'm, I'm buying low on that just because, like you said, Matt, the big playability, it's there. And he could click. It could be any week here where it clicks and, and it just gets going for him and they start featuring him in the offense again. Because it is such a high-powered offense that has, they like to go, they like to pass the ball quite a bit. They love to uh, try to hit the deep shots to Brandon Cooks downfield. So um, I'm a, I'm gonna buy low if I can. I really would love to try to see if you can get if I can get him for for a cheap option. The next name is DJ Chark, and I like DJ Chark a lot. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm pretty upset with myself. Um, in one of my dynasty leagues, I think I. I cut him to make room for somebody before the season started just because we didn't have a lot of bench spots and I didn't really believe in DJ Chark. I was wrong, <laughs> way wrong, but 
That's fine. Uh, I, you live and you learn. DJ Trucks, he's he's blown up. Like it's got it's gotten to that point where he's not even like, a, oh, should I put him in my lineup? It's a no. He's in my lineup, but is it as my wide receiver one or wide receiver two? It's not. It's like he's a, he's better than just a flex option at this point. And and for me, I I'm I'm kind of in that range. I kind of got to wait your get, get your guys' thoughts on it, but. To me, if I can if I can get it, use DJ Chark to get a big name player, like go big game hunting, try to go get it like an Odell Beckham Jr., something like that. Shoot, maybe even like a Michael Thomas with Drew Brees still out, um, even though he had a big game last week. I don't know one of those big name wide receivers. If I could try to go get one of those guys, I might like a, a nuke, you know, DeAndre Hopkins for DJ Chark. I might try to do that. Um, I don't know what do you guys think. I was wondering where you're gonna go with that if you're gonna if you're gonna sell them. Or if you're going to try and buy him, but I I thought that he'd been so good this year that if you're going to try and go buy him, he is going to be expensive. Cost, yeah, it costs a lot to buy him, so that'd be the tough part. So definitely, I I totally agree. I would try and sell him and see if you can bolster your roster somewhere else. But I wouldn't be giving him away for anything. Like you said, go big game hunting, and if not, then that definitely hold on to him because he's got a connection with Minshew down there in Jacksonville, and he's been a solid receiver so far this season. Definitely. Well, and and the last the last thing I'll say on it too is he, uh, you didn't draft him. You you either didn't draft him at all, or if you did, it was very late. So you didn't ex- like what you're getting from him is was not something that you were expecting to get. So you probably have a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, depending on, you know, who those guys are. Like if you have like a Michael Thomas and a, you know, a Robert Woods, whatever those other, you know, um, second wide receivers, that gives you some flexibility with a guy like DJ Chark to to flip him for another big name player because you already have a couple of big name players on your team because you drafted them high and you didn't take DJ Chark high. Wow. I, I don't I don't know. How, I don't know how I feel about this. DJ Chark is not a buy. He's an oops because you had a chance to get this guy and for one reason or another even either you didn't know who he was or you're trying to make room on your roster you passed and now i just see him as a a bona fide stud with volume on the rise he's a wide receiver one in the jacksonville offense and you know there's only 30 32 of those guys in the league and he's in a pass heavy scheme I love DJ Chark. I think he's the type of guy fantasy champions have these certain people on their team. I think DJ Chark's going to be one of those players. And I would send OBJ and get DJ Chark in a heartbeat. I think his value will, his, he'll outperform a lot of people who have good reputations right now. Wow. (laughs) I. Wow, you okay? All right. I mean, I love it. It's a bold take, but it's. I mean, he's played. It's it's week six now. It's not. It's not week two or three where you're still kind of in that wait and see. He's done it for for multiple weeks now. So I, I can't I can't be mad at you for it. Flip. <laughs> well, you talked about it. O, OBJ is the next name on the list. So let's let's dive into him a little bit. I mean, I, I put his name down there. Um, I know we talked about how we're selling or cutting Baker Mayfield if you have the chance, but with OBJ. He has a ton of talent, and he's still getting targeted. He's been targeted about 43 times this year, but the weird thing is he's only caught about half of those balls. So I'm just waiting for it to click eventually, and I do think it will. And it's the same thing that Flips kind of said throughout this whole show, and you want volume, and and that's exactly what you're going to get with OBJ 
They're going to constantly be throwing the ball. He's going to get his targets every week. It's just a matter of if, if he can maximize those targets, which I do think on the horizon it, that will happen. So I'm going to try and buy low on him. Yeah, I, I agree 100. percent I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat. I'm trying to buy OBJ. I own him in quite a bit of league, so <laughs> I'm I'm not going to sell him. Uh, that's for sure. Um, unless I'm getting blown away with an offer, but he's he'd he'd definitely be a, a buy low candidate for me right now. And especially with like you said, Matt, the volumes there. He's the kind of guy that can break any play open and and score from anywhere on the field. Those are the kind of guys that they're really hard to come by. Um, guys that have the uptick and volume the way he does, but also has that big playability where, like against the Jets a few weeks back, he scored on a like a 70, 80 yard touchdown run uh, on a quick slant. Like he could do that at any time. Um, that's really those kind of guys. They're they're the kind of guys to me you target in fantasy football because. You want you want guys that can really put up gaudy numbers like that. So um, I'm a I'm a buy low candidate on OBJ for sure. Yeah, I I definitely think now's a good time to buy low on OBJ. It's he's at the point where he needs to have a big game relatively soon, like in the next two weeks, going up against Seattle and at New England. So that might be tough, but he's still you know a guy who's going to see that volume. They're going to generate touches for him. So I, I like his chances going forward. For sure. Well, well, Flip, I think you might have put his name down. Well, let's let's talk about the next name on our list, Stefan Diggs. I did not put Stefan's name down. Ah, uh, Matt. Oh, you <laughs> caught me. <laughs> <laughs> I am buying him in every league I can because I just he's open on every play. He's literally open on every play. And it's just a matter of time before that all comes together. He's going to have either easy games or games that are very pass heavy. You got Washington, Kansas City, Detroit, Dallas, all these games coming up where I think he's either going to be facing a bad secondary or it's going to be a game where we have to throw a lot. Um, And I think last weekend was the start of things to come. And maybe the Vikings finally found that that balance on their offense. Um, And like I said, he's always open. It's just a matter of time before. He gets back to uh, his wide receiver one status. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement. Flip, unless you have something else, um, I don't think you could really sell him right now. Most people aren't really bought into the Vikings offense as a whole in terms of the passing game. So I don't think you're really going to get much for him if you're trying to sell him. So to me, I don't see. There's no point in me wanting to try to to sell him for less than nothing. So I'm I'm going to try to buy him for low. You got to be really careful with Stefan Diggs looking at his volume. You you see that even in the games that they're losing and passing the ball more, more he still is topping out at 7 targets. So you've got to be watching that closely to see if the volume's going to be there for Stefan. If it is, he's definitely going to perform. So Mike Evans, this is me. Mike Evans, this guy confuses the crap out of me i mean is he back he's had two big games so i guess you gotta hold and find out the hard way on what mike evans is gonna do after that slow start i it drives me crazy that he's now a wide receiver two behind chris godwin you've got to think that he was drafted higher than that but there should be enough balls to go around in the tampa bay offense and i think he's probably the best boomer bust wide receiver in the league right now for fantasy purposes. So I say hold, I really put him there because I have no idea what to do with Mike Evans. 
What do y'all think? I don't think you can sell them. Um, or if you want to go try and buy them, sure. But I'm in agreement with you, Flip. I think you got to hold them. Tampa Bay just passes all day. And, you know, he's had two two big games. And maybe the attention will start to shift over to Godwin. And Evans will get more of those points that that he's been missing out on. But I think you got to just... Just stay pat on this one and just wait to see how it plays out. I agree. I mean, you're not going to – like, you You drafted Mike Evans to be your wide receiver one probably in most leagues or, you know, in most formats or whatever. Like, he, w- he was drafted very high. So, like, most te- most teams are – you know, you're, you're bringing him in to be that guy for you. You're not going to get a good return on your investment if you're trying to sell him right now. At least nothing to me that's worth moving him because he has that, like you guys said, the big play, big – he could put up those big fantasy numbers. That output to me is definitely a hold. I'm, All right, I'm with you guys. Well, if I'd we're in agreement, well. let's move on to the next guy. I've got Will Fuller here as well. And I just, I love the guys that's just obvious. I, if you guys disagree, I'll, I'll, I'll lose it. You got to sell him. You got to sell him. He's got, he put up, what? You have to sell him. 58 you points. You have to. <laughs> you have to. He's not, even the, he's not even the third wide receiver when. Yeah. In the offense right now, so I mean, watching I, that game was hilarious. He's he's got 14 catches on 16 targets. He almost scored two more touchdowns where he got tackled on like the one yard line. Uh, and it's just for a guy who has had some drop problems, has a low catch rate. It's amazing that he put up that type of fantasy day. So I definitely feel like every year Will Fuller has one of these games, and you need to almost wait for it. And then as soon as it happens, just turn around and trade him. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's either going to get hurt or he's just not going to produce. It's sad, but it's like I hate talking injuries, and you know you don't wish for injuries, but um, expecting them kind of it can happen at times. And uh, Will Fuller is that kind of guy. You have that feeling about like, oh, he could get hurt at any time. Um, and like I said earlier, he's not when Kenny Stills is healthy. He's been out producing Will Fuller. So that's one of those things. Like if you can, you can get something really good for Will Fuller based off of that huge game he had um, last week. I mean, do it. Sell him to the guy who you just beat because you had Will yeah. Fuller on your team. <laughs> yes, that's a good. That's a. I like that. That's a really good strategy, Flip. <laughs> well, let's let's go let's go with this a speed round on this last this last group of tight ends because I know we've kind of um, we've kind of got a little long here in the tooth, but. Um, I thought we've had we've had some really good insight, but um, some of these tight ends, I think they're pretty easy ones to me. Um, let's so let's do kind of like a speed round. So Will Disley, I put that name down just because I think he's a he's a name that um, I don't think a lot of people know about. Obviously, um, depending on your format, um, tight ends are always hard to come by. Guys, have, so if guys get hurt or whatever it is, you need somebody to fill in. I think um, he was hurt earlier in the season, but for me, I'm buying Will Disley if I can. If I'm a team that needs a tight end, I think he's the kind of guy you've seen. He gets a lot of targets, uh, but he's also using the red zone quite a bit. So um, I'm buying Will Disley. What do you about any guys? Any objections? None from me. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that uh, I'm buying him as well. So um, I have Evan Ingram on the list for the next guy, and he is a guy that I'm buying as well. He had a bad game last week. He's coming off a concussion, but uh, Daniel Jones has looked good, and he's been looking his way. And he's shown that even if you're covered, he's going to throw the ball to you. 
So I'm taking my chances with Evan Ingram, especially because there aren't many tight ends out there that you can have on your roster that are going to put up some points, and he's put up some some big ones so far. O.J. Howard. Who put down O.J. Howard? All right. Well, I put O.J. Howard down. I forgot that I put O.J. Howard down, but I mean, I think to me, um, if you're not cutting him because it's really tough in fantasy with tight ends, um, I'm, I'm actually probably going to buy him because you could probably either get him off waivers at this point or you could get him for literally next to nothing. So to me, like we, like we talked about, tight ends are hard to come by. He's the guy that I do think at some point they're going to try to get involved a little bit more, just like a, even like a Mike Evans. They're going to try to get him involved in the, more, in the passing game because they pass so often. So to me, if I can get him for a dirt cheap, I'm, I'm probably going to do it because you're not going to sell him for anything. Yeah, I'm holding him and, and hoping that's it. The, the production comes here soon. Like I said, Tampa Bay is a, a very pass-heavy offense, so it'll come eventually. You just gotta gotta wait it out. Do you see him catch that baseball the other day at the, at the baseball game? <laughs> I mean, he hasn't. So he hasn't. He hasn't caught a touchdown this season, but like you expect that to, to come because he's he's way too young. He's way too talented. Or I mean, so I've, I've I've seen her on Twitter. He might maybe tr- maybe they'll trade him, which I think. I don't think people that own him would have any problem with. Send him to a team that wants to utilize his talent. So that's something to, to even potentially keep an eye on. Let's let's close this out with uh, the last name on the list. Yeah, this is mine, Travis Kelsey. I just got to ask, is this an opportunity to buy low on a really good tight end who hasn't lived up to his draft hype, his fantasy draft hype, hasn't produced at the top three tight end level that everybody thought he would coming into the season he's still putting up solid numbers so you would have to give to get a guy like Travis but you have to think there's some fatigued owners out there owners who drafted tight end instead of running back tight end instead of wide receiver and you can make a trade to get Travis Kelsey on the team while giving them you know a slightly lesser tight end like OJ Howard back what do y'all think go ahead Matt I am trying to get him in a different league that I'm in because I do like his his potential. I think once Tyreek Hill comes back, um, it'll open it up even more for him. And, you know, he has, like you said, he hasn't been horrible, so you'll have to give up a little bit. But he definitely hasn't been his elite status that we're used to. So I think time is running out to buy low on him if you want to go after him. Yeah, I mean, I'm. it's tough. I mean, I don't think there's, I don't even know if you'd call it a buy low because I don't think if you're a Travis Kelsey owner, you're you're gonna like give him away for a wide receiver two because Travis Kelsey is basically a wide receiver two on your team. Mm-hmm. You obviously want him to be that wide receiver one status because that's kind of the the level he he's playing up to at last season and and what you expect from him to kind of put up those kind of numbers. But to me, unless you're getting a you're getting that type of quality player, I'm I'm probably not even I wouldn't sell him for for anything less than a wide receiver one at this point. Um, but I can understand people's low ball, sending low ball offers because they should, <laughs> they right. rightfully should. And uh, but yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, if I can, I'd buy, I'd buy the, I'd buy Travis. Yeah, yeah, he's got the quarterback, and there's just not that many other weapons in Kansas City right now. Exactly. Well, I, that's it for this week's show. I know uh, we were really good, really dove deep into buy, hold, and sell for quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and tight end. So. Uh, Matt, Flip, thank you guys for being on, on, on this show. And if you like, I've, like we've said on every episode so far, if you guys have any fantasy questions, don't hesitate to reach out to myself or Flip on Twitter. And thanks again for uh, 
for listening to another episode of, of Climbing the Pocket Fantasy. Uh, thanks, guys. It's cold Thank bikes. You.